All right, motherfuckers. What was good? Ah, God. I was running late as hell, dog. I got here just in time. I think. (laughs) Not sure if everything's working or not. Let's see here. Uh, I got to bring up some stuff. <laughs> was the beat even playing? I feel like it wasn't playing. Oh, okay. Let me switch all this stuff up. Mm-mm-mm. Got it all chilling. All right, cool. All right. So I got down here and I didn't have any fucking wax. So I had to run and go grab wax. And then I had this like ritual of grabbing McDonald's before I come to the podcast for some reason. But it wasn't good today. So ritual broken. I usually just get fries, like a little burger. But no good. Now I feel like I got shit in my teeth. All right. Anyway. The fuck was going down, and what the fuck was going up? I'm a little hot. I might have to take my sweatshirt off. Let's go ahead and do that. Oh, yeah. Tell you. Oh, this is a ASMR at this point. Okay, so it's been uh it's been a week for sure, hundred percent. One for the record books. Um I'm gonna start off with a dab. Yeah, I had to go grab wax. So clearly everyone who who follows me on social media knows we unfortunately had to put Abner into another realm uh on the first, December first. So it was tough, man. It was rough. It was not what I wanted to go through. I think I even said on the last podcast that I didn't want to leave town because he was just back and forth. And I ain't gonna go into all kinds of crazy details, but you know, he just he basically stopped eating and the dog stopped eating bacon, you know? And when a dog stops eating bacon, I mean, come on, dog. Like, if I couldn't eat bacon, check me the fuck out. So, he couldn't hold down any liquids. He just, everything was going bad. Took him in. Got his blood work done. They're like, he's not doing well. There's really nothing else that you can do for him. So, we just, you know, we had to make that decision. And uh, we went in there with him. They gave him some drugs. We pet him. We told him how good of a dog he was. How he has been... The best dog, because uh, it's true. He's like literally the best dog. He just showed up in Alex's yard one day at least 16 years ago. And, uh, yeah, man, he fought a good fucking fight. He lived a hell of a life. He went all over the place. He traveled. He ran. He frolicked. And, uh, yeah, we had to send him. We had to send him to the Rainbow Gate. And it is sad. And it's like really shitty around the house just missing him, you know. But. He was suffering, and there's nothing we could do. 
R.I.P. to a real one. My man Abner. Now up in the heavens with Doobie. Eating all the snacks. Watching over us. Until till we meet again. You know? So. Well, this is the ab dab right here. Take it for the abs. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's always terrible. It's the... The price I was telling Ern, man, the price of a dog's love is 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 as high as anything. You know, you think, oh, I got this dog and he's my dog and I love him and he loves me back and it's true, but that price of it at the end is so high. And we just that's just like what it is. Like we live in this denial of the inevitable. And then when the inevitable comes, it completely wrecks us, you know, it like completely pulls the rug out from under your entire life for however long. And then you slowly lull yourself back into denial. <laughs> and it's like, that's just like what, that's just what it is. It's like the human condition of loving things because someone always loses, you know? And I mean, leaving a dog behind is no better, you know, because, you know, outliving <coughs> or your dog outliving you is, is equally as heartbreaking because I watched that with my mother-in-law's dog, Fiona. She's, you know, I watched her go through it twice. So just missing her owners is just also brutal. It's just the price is high. That, that dog love. But yeah, I mean, I miss him already. So that's it. Uh, let's see, um, that was a very, a very big part of the week. Um, and then we had the memorial, not a memorial, but the anniversary of Ronald Lemaster the day before that. So we hung out and did that. I made a pecan pie. Yeah. So my father-in-law loved pecan pie. I love pecan pie, even though it's like the most unhealthy pie that you can really get. It's just basically sugar, butter, oil, <laughs> or, or syrup, and fucking nuts. And that's, that's like it, basically. But God damn, if it ain't good, boy. Especially when you chop the pecans up. Like, if you fucking run a full pecan or even a half pecan, you're a savage. That's not that's not proper. You need to get the, the super chopped ones. That's the only way. A little, little southern hack for you. Um... I guess I, I guess I'm gonna go home. I guess I'm gonna go to North Carolina. I booked a flight like an hour ago <laughs> for Friday uh, or Thursday, actually, uh, because I don't know what to do. I am like completely stuck. I was gonna try to go to Switzerland. Philip Lou can't tattoo me this year, so that's off the the books. I was gonna drive all the way to the east, but I realized that it's only so I could keep my car. I think. So I got enough points. I just booked a point flight, fly help, fly home, see my mom, go visit the South, and it's really just to eat. It's really just gonna eat all the restaurants from high school, go see all the stuff I grew up around. Really, just you know, go see how far I've come in life. That's I guess the plan. Go back, go look. Get another whiff of that country mountain, North Carolina air. And, uh, yeah, see see mother love and then come home. But it, it gives me an excuse to document some shit. 
gives me an excuse to get out of the shop. I need to get out of here. Uh, just, it's not anything with the shop. I just, you know, I complained about tattoo customers a lot. So I just need to get out of town. <laughs> so get out of town, travel, see what it's like. I have this incredible, uh, I don't know if you want to call it anxiety about traveling these days, but I ain't necessarily looking forward to that aspect. So we'll just be, you know, I'm just going to throw myself back into something that I don't really a hundred percent feel like I want to do, but I'm also not a hundred percent feeling like I want to just chill here either right now. So we'll just fucking go there do that. Fucking record some stuff. Excited as hell for that content. Been waiting to see reaction from. I can't see that the heart is always in the way of like the last comment. It's so annoying. Don't think you ever vlogged that before. No, I didn't. Because when I went home the first time, the la- I don't remember the last time I went fucking home, dude. I mean to Reedsville. Reedsville. Because I was born in Greensboro, but like moved to Reedsville because me and my si- my sister got kicked out of school like at a young ass age for something or had a beef with a teacher and then we both had to leave and we started going to school with my mom so yeah uh I graduated high school there in 2000 and dog I probably haven't been back there since 2002 maybe so that's the plan I'm gonna fly in I'm just gonna rent a Tesla. I just like fanboy or not, I can't imagine stopping to go get gas. And I just like I like driving Teslas. I just don't think I can like handle <laughs> such a fucking piece of shit problem to have. I don't think I can handle driving another car, man. I just I just love the Tesla so much. But no, I mean like it hurts if you want to rent a fucking regular car or whatever. It's like 60 bucks a day. You can get a Tesla for like 76 bucks a day. Reverse it. I'm just going to probably do that. So I just feel in my element. Probably stay with my mom like one night. Because, you know, I don't really want to stay at my mom's house. I don't know why. But, you know, I just don't. So figure out somewhere to go. But, yeah, man, just see. I haven't been back where I'm from for a long time. And I'm fucking 40 now. So I haven't been there in almost 20 goddamn years. You know, you can see if some old graffiti's still there. Go look at my old house, high school, skate spots. I really want to take some photographs. I have all these nice cameras. I want to go there and take some pics. And then, yeah, the food, bro. I mean, I got a list of food. A list of food. I said U-Haul van is 20 bucks a day. I ain't driving no U-Haul. Dog, I'm going to be in my hometown, man. I can't be fucking rolling up in no U-Haul. People are going to think I live in it. I got to show up in something. You know, at least like reflects what what I'd really drive. You know, that's probably renting a car. You can't rent down from what you actually already have because then you feel like you're driving something that's like lesser. It's don't get nice stuff, man. It cripples you. It puts you in a fucked up position. Your perspective gets fucked up. You know, the more you have, the more you need. I literally was like, I don't want to go because I don't want to drive a different fucking car. <laughs> that's lit, like one of the big reasons. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I don't want to deal with whoever I got to sit next to. I don't want to deal with the fucking assholes in line that are going to be there going through security. You know, like I just, the human condition I'm going to be, I'm going to be fucking subject to, but I'm just going to record it and just, you know, rant my goddamn, my head off, I guess. So I think I'm going to be leaving Thursday night, coming back Monday morning. So, oh shit. Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, Greenville, North Carolina. Damn. 
it's a whole different whole different vibe over there i've been up there once i dated a girl down there one time college he <laughs> said you got to do the j cole album cover pick i don't know if they'll let me on the roof i gotta go ask i guess i got a couple of childhood homes i can go visit <laughs> go look at them so yeah i guess that's the fucking plan because then after that it's basically holidays and i'm not gonna go anywhere other than snowboarding I haven't, it's been snowing like a motherfucker in the mountains here. Like, dude, over the last fucking four days, it got something like crazy amount. I'm going to say something like five feet. I feel like I heard just insane amounts of fucking snow and goddamn, if it's not no run still open, you know, it's still such early in the season. You see all this snow and you're like, damn, I want to get out there, but it's still a little too early. So by the time I get home. It should be perfect, you know, that, that fucking Feb, January, February, really February, March, but January, February, March, good, good shred. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that will fucking work out. Don't you have to return the Tesla fully charged? I don't know. I haven't looked into it other than I saw the price. I mean, that's no big deal. I mean, just go supercharge it. Ain't no biggie. Ain't no biggie, but. I don't know. It's also only like three days. It's, I'm not. It's only like Reedsville and Greensboro are thirty miles away from each other. And being such a bitch, I may end up renting something else. <laughs> you know, I may end up being back into a corner. But in my mind, I'm like, dude, I just I like my car. I don't. Speaking of which, the Cybertruck dropped, and I don't know how I feel. Like I'm back and forth with it because one, I just got a new car, so I'm like, it automatically feels weird to go oh i have something brand new i'm not even gonna enjoy that and just already think about this next thing that's here and that is not what i want to do i like noticed myself doing it i noticed myself looking into things that that just like getting too hype about things that didn't matter like as if i give a fuck how you know the steering wheel works or whatever like i really don't so I got to chill on jet and it's just really online content because people just pump it. But I just, I've chilled on checking it out. If they call me and I can trade in my car, I'd probably grab it, but I don't know. I'm not as impressed with it as I thought I would be. I, the more I think about wanting it, the, I just like, I want it to piss people off. Like, I, I literally just think about driving it and upsetting people. That's like one of the, it's like 60% of the, Ooh, I probably want that. So I, you know, I'm glad it's going to be a while so the hype can calm down. There's just a lot of a little uh, ego popery involved in this purchase, you know. Plus, you've had a pre-order for like four years. You're like, uh, should I do this? So, for right now, I'm just going to enjoy the car I have. So, uh, what's your review of switching from Model Three to Model Y? Uh, I like it a lot. I don't have any. I don't have any like bad things to say. Like I don't miss anything about the three, you know, the three, I guess moves a little faster. It's a little more like racy supposedly. It's not something that I've really noticed. So I fucking, I love the why it's got a more of a hatchbacky feel, you know, there's more room in it and all that stuff. And plus my first one was an older model, you know, like the first generation Tesla or whatever. And then the new ones got such nice upgrades, like the refresh. So it's been a nice upgrade. I like it. I like Tesla. I'm into it. 
I don't give a fuck what anybody says about anything. I'm into it. I like I like the cars. And you know, if they go to Mars, I might go with them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. We never know. I feel like if Mars trips were coming up, people would 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 go. Everybody acts like they don't want to go. But mm-hmm. pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy to think about, to think that we might actually make it to Mars. Oh, sorry. (laughs) T-shirt design on the roof, all majestic. (laughs) I have to get someone else to take the picture. Dude, my childhood homes, this is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to have to go hit the old skate spots, you know, put together a fucking skate video. Oh, yeah, you're tripped out taking it. Yeah, I'm tripping, right, Chris? I'm sitting here talking about going to Mars, and I don't want to take a three-hour flight home. It says, like, nine months it's going to take. Nine months. That's wild. I just wonder what it'll be like. It'll just be crazy. If if we, if I, I guess we, because we ain't all going to live the same amount of time, but if I live long enough to see... People make it to trips to Mars. That's just going to be crazy. I mean, people flex when they go to Nobu Sushi. Can you imagine what the fuck they're going to be like when they come home from Mars? Like, oh, yeah, we was on. Yo, man, me and Shorty was on bars, man. You take a girl on a date to Mars. I mean, A, if it goes left, you got nine months each way. Shit could fucking pop off. That's bad. But plus, I mean, ain't nobody else going to get to her like that. And they're like, oh, he took me to Mars. It was out of this world, literally, girl. Literally, girl. It was out of this world. You ain't going to be able to compete. Take a bitch to Mars. It's fucking game over, son. That's the wrong button, but still. Hey, girl. Come with me to Mars. We got bars on Mars. All those Lil Wayne songs are going to fucking stream again. All the Lil Wayne and Kid Cudi songs that talk about living on Mars and being from a planet. <laughs> Nine months gives you enough time to convince yourself you don't want to go anymore. Three months into the flight. Yeah. I wonder if they could put you to sleep. I want to fucking be put to sleep and then be up like when I wake up, just have mad knowledge, you know, just know all kinds of stuff. It's like I'm trying to read this Napoleon book. It's a thousand pages. I just started it today. I got like 30 pages in like a thousand pages seems like so much. But then I think about how many fucking tweets and shit you see a day. If you just sit there, if you sat there for an hour, I'm going to do a project, like count. You know, it's like you ingest so much information randomly that it's like fun for the brain because it's like random. Like, ooh, what am I going to get next? And where you're like, this is all going to be about Napoleon. My brain just starts fucking revolting. It's like, no, you don't want to read. Let's think about this. (laughs) Let's think about that. You're going to fucking, you're going to read that paragraph again, motherfucker. I'm like, bam, God damn it. God damn it. Which is why I named this Virtual Insanity is because this week I have gone virtually insane. Um, It wasn't about Abner, even though that was like something that sent me emotionally through the roof. But <laughs> this story starts in Japan. I don't know my sound effects. I did the right buzz last time. Hold on. Uh, (laughs) I don't have any good songs. This is a certified hood classic. This story starts off in Japan. 
in 2000 and maybe nine, I think 2010, maybe. So long story short, I invite myself to Japan with my former boss. Um, where's my goddamn weed at? I invite myself. He ends up, uh, doing a bunch of stupid shit and getting a divorce before we go. So he and another guy can't go who are the guys I know on this trip. There's two other guys that I've never met before who are also going on this trip who are tattooers. So I, it's pretty brazen of me at the time because I was only like maybe 22. When I realized the people I knew weren't going, I was like, emailed probably MySpace the fucking dude, my friend Chad now, um, and was like, yo, I don't know you, but I'm still coming on this trip. <laughs> you ain't got to hang out with me, but I'm going to be there. So he was like, no, cool, it's all good. You know, come hang out. And that's this is the trip where I met Toshi. Toshi was a younger tattooer working at Ink Rat Tattoo, and he was sort of, I guess, you know, instructed to take us around and show us a good time. Uh, him and this guy named Hada. So we went book shopping, like the whole purpose of that trip back in the day, you really couldn't get books that you wanted. I mean, you didn't even know the titles. So if you were lucky enough to know the title, which you didn't because it was in Japanese, but if you get the ISBN number, if you don't know, every book generally has an ISBN number that you can look it up by. Uh, if you could get those numbers, you could maybe kind of find something online, but not really. Like you really back in the day, pre like, probably 2016 kind of had to go to the source. You had to go to Japan, had to go book shopping. And it was kind of a rite of passage for a tattooer to go out there, search and search and search. So for all these things. So then over the years, certain people get certain books. You find out like, Oh my God, that book's a banger. You know? Oh, there's only 500 copies made. What the fuck? I might not ever find it, but to some people that might not matter. But as an artist having reference and having obscure, or good, just good reference is just like extra weaponry. You know, all art is reference from something. So having things that people haven't seen a bunch that you can nibble off of is is invaluable. And these trips are great because you build all these memories and shit. So on this trip, book shopping, my friend Chris is looking for this very certain book. It's very elusive. It's like a three-volume book um, on artist Kiyosai. And it's like everything. It's like it's the only time the volume has been released in one like chunk. And most of the stuff that gets released with him is from different collections because whoever buys art while that person's alive or whatever, whoever collects the most ends up owning it, and then they license it out to museums. You know, hint. Here's a little hack: buy my shit before I die, motherfuckers. Because then when I die, you have the whole collection, and you can sell it to the museums. Man, come on, let's market it. Let's do. Let's go. Anyway. Um, so we search, search, search for this book, this QSI book. Fine. We, you know, we're going in all these crazy bookstores that smell insane people. We don't speak any fucking English. There's no Google translate really yet. We do have Toshi. Who's a great translator looking for this book. Finally, we find it in this basement somewhere, you know, it's just like in this basement. He gets it. I don't even remember really looking at it. You know, I think he was like pretty like close chested about the book. And so I just remember it, it for forever being like, God, that's like one of those books that kind of got away from me, you know, and I don't, I hadn't really thought about it in years. All right. So we pause years go by. I spend 
the next, you know, I spent that first trip in Japan, I spent probably $10,000 on books. Years go by, I continually buy books for the same reasons I just mentioned, just always constantly buying books. I finally opened my shop, Shady Lady, in New York after leaving D.C. Uh, I left D.C. with some enemies, 100%, and it's fine. We can fight to this day. No problem. Uh, I put all my stuff in my shop. I was doing my thing. and this, At this time, I was also like kind of experimenting with that. Yo, cane, that blow cane, you know? So I was fucking wilding. I was going a little crazy. I, you know, got fucking released from the tattoo shop I was in and I was trying to make rap music. <laughs> I was fucking wilding the fuck out. I broke up with my girlfriend. I got caught cheating. It was, just, it was a wild Drake song, dog. I was living a Drake song. This is why, probably why I hate him so much because I know it's a road that goes nowhere, you know? Shots fired! Shots fired! So. I fly to Colorado because my friend Peter, who passed away a couple years ago, was like, come out here, which is the trip I met Alex, you know? So I I meet Alex, fucking, you know, fall in love with Alex, and I'm like, I don't really, well, in my mind, I don't, you know, because I'm doing that booger sugar, I'm like, I can have a shop in New York, and I can have a shop, or I can work in Colorado, and I can snowboard, and I can just go back and forth, and like, whatever, I'm just going to be fucking baller you know so i that's what i try to do you know and because this dude had hit me up who i'd known for years who ended up not being a friend who was the person who ended up stealing all of those books out of my shop i was in colorado this kid had begged for a job like to manage the shop i was like sure i had known him for years i tattooed him Ern was around um, other people are around. I thought I could trust him. Ern even called me and was like, people wonder why I'm such good friends with Ern. Here's a good example of me not listening to him when I should have. But Ern called. He's like, yo, this kid's weird. He's acting super strange. I don't know what's up with him. I'm like, dude, you're tripping. I've known him forever. You're just being Ern. We used to call him concerning. It's just you. Well, he was right. You know, dude fucking filled up a U-Haul and took everything I fucking owned and then took it to some people who thought that I had stolen from them. And then they all went through it and then they just, you know, created all this drama. But the, the, the long story of that or the short end of that story is that I lost everything I collected up until that point. Everything, like every fucking thing, every book, every single fucking thing. So, uh, devastating. And you know, and I had to take a moment this was also just happened the same week that I flew Diddy from Colorado, from New York to Colorado to get him out and away from whatever he was running from. And I had a choice to make at that time. Like, do I go back and basically like, you know, fucking murder this guy or, you know, assault him or threaten him or whatever. Or do I start my life with Alex and help Jay and do all this stuff that I'm going to do, you know? So I made that choice. I remember like consciously sitting there being like, like I had enough money in my bank account to just fly home to fuck this dude up. (laughs) It's just like, I got about that much money left. And I just remember standing in Alex's kitchen, just being like, man, I just got to let it go. I just got to eat it. You know, I'm just going to have to fucking eat it. Like I I got caught slipping. There's nothing for me to do. 
So this is the longest, craziest story, but it all it's all gonna make sense. So, like in the last, you know, since then, I've slowly bought some books back. You know, not everything, and not definitely not like nowhere near will I ever get near the collection I had. But uh, I did find some stuff because what is so amazing about the internet? I complain about the internet a lot, so I'm gonna praise it. What is amazing about it now is that you don't have to go to Japan. Like, you can literally find one book on eBay and then go through that person's store, and it's it's pretty close to being there. If it's anything of value, it's online for the most part. I mean, I found some crazy shit, which has led me to the craziest week of book shopping ever. It fucking started with a Napoleon book, which didn't have anything to do with tattooing. And then I started buying a couple of tattoo books, and then I just started thinking about how like just internally slighted I am about some of this shit. And I was like, man, I wish I had some of this shit. And I was like searching for it, searching, searching. So I'm, I'm buying all the stuff that I want and need for the shop. Plus I got these two youngsters under me who need the real shit to, to guide them. You know, like they need that reference too to help them excel. So it's like the shop needs that's like artillery for the shop. So I'm like on it trying to get it. And what comes up? What do you think shows up in my search? The fucking three-volume Kiyosai book. Dog. My heart racing. I mean, we're talking just fucking... I can't believe it. I'm like staring down this book. Oh, I'm getting my heart's racing right now thinking about it because the story's not even over. I was hoping the story would have a conclusion. So, like a fucking... I mean, the book... The book is $1,600, all right? Let's just start there. So I know that sounds crazy. It is what it is. I don't know how to explain art to people. It's like the book is 1600 bucks, but one day you're going to walk into a hotel and you're going to see a painting for me and you're like, damn, that thing's $300,000? And then you're like, a $1,600 book ain't shit. So I fucking like an idiot sent an offer instead of just buying it. <laughs> When I should have just bought it. The guy sends an offer back, which is like a $70 savings. I'm like, of course I'm going to accept it. So I, I, I try to buy it. And eBay is just like glitching the fuck out. And it's like, sorry, the item's not in stock. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm losing my mind. I can like, my I feel sick to my stomach. Like straight, I know this is so dramatic and stupid, but I feel sick to my stomach. And uh, I'm just sitting there like, I cannot fucking believe I let this fucking book go for fucking like over 70 bucks, you know? And I, I, I'm sick and I, all day I'm just sitting around fucking bummed. I'm like, fuck, man. And then that night I fucking am telling Alex a story and I just like pull out my phone to look and it's back in stock. Like, I don't know what happened. It's back in stock. I declined the offer. So I just fucking hit buy it now. And it let me buy it. So I'm just like, oh, shit, bitch. Oh, shit. I got the book. I got the book. You think I'd be happy. The problem is it hasn't shipped yet. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on now? Because now I'm worried. Like, now I'm like, something happened with this out-of-stock thing. This out-of-stock glitch has got me fucked up in my brain. And I'm just like, where the fuck or when the fuck is this thing going to ship? And I even hit him up. I'm like, yo, dog, are we good? And he's like, yeah, it's in stock. I got you. It's going to ship uh, soon. And I'm just like, well, can you just ship it right now, please? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I don't want to be Googling on my phone what time it is in Japan to see why you haven't shipped it yet. Just fucking ship it to me, dog. I need it. You understand me? I've been looking for this book for so goddamn long, man. Just ship it to me. Because I found a second copy. And the second copy, the guy wants 2,300 euro for it. And that, my friends, is quite a fucking, uh, quite a fucking, uh, uh, resale percentage. I don't want to pay that much. Yeah, the seller is from Japan. They lag like crazy with shipping. All right, cool. Good. I mean, that's some dude. I had one dude who sent me shit, literally got here like two days later, sent me two books. I got here two days later. So I'm like, dude, can you, do you understand what this book is to me? You know? It's not just a book to me. I need this book. I mean, after this fucking thing, it's like my, it's like some Lord of the Rings shit, man. It's been driving me fucking crazy. It's actually been a great distraction from the dog, but I'm just like, bro, I can't, I just want the fucking book. It's probably what's like pushed me to fucking book this trip. I'm like, all right, if I just go out of town, I'll come back. It'll be here when I go home. That'll be good. You know? So <laughs> I just, yeah, but I'm just trying to build this arsenal that I had before. And, you know, it's a big fuck you to anyone that tried to slight me, too. To me, they'll probably never know. But it's like, you try to stop me. You try to take from me. I'll always come back stronger like Godzilla. We'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, and it just feels good. And um, I couldn't do any of it without the help of Alex and our life together and our future and everything. But it does feel good to finally come out of everything in that story and be like, I'm able to get the stuff that I lost. And even then some of the stuff I couldn't get, it might be me being super caught up in my ego over some really old drama, but <laughs> it feels good. So I'm just going to take it for what it is. You know? Um, but yeah, I guess with that being said, I mean, I did almost book a flight to Japan to go get it. I was like, I looked up flights. I, I straight up looked up flights. I'm like, dude, if it's not ridiculous, I'm just going to tell dude to hold the book and I'm going to go get it. But it was ridiculous. Because Japan flight, dude, when me and Aaron went to Japan, a coach flight was under $1,000 round trip. Now, a round trip coach flight is $2,400 fucking dollars. I flew there first class for that much, basically. Like 3200 I think, is what one of those ended up being in the equivalent to points when I booked it. It's fucking nuts. But I was about to. I was about to. So, But uh, instead, I brought the Japan to me and the new Godzilla. So, holy shit, dude. I'm going to do... It's so hard. I, I, I'm going to talk about this movie, and it just came out. I mean, it's a Godzilla movie, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything I can not to do anything that spoils this movie at all. But it's a, you know what it is. The Godzilla movie. Um, one thing I realized watching this Godzilla movie is that, or Godzilla minus one, and it's called minus one because it takes place post World War II after Japan has been bombed and. Wait. Hold on, I can't. I guess. So, anyway, uh, Sorry. It takes place after Japan's been bombed. It's like literally post uh, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Bikini Beach, all that stuff. <laughs> I keep looking at the chat and losing my fucking train of thought. Um, 
it's just such a good depiction of like what Godzilla's supposed to be. I'm really trying to think about what I say so it doesn't. It's such a good. It's like if you like, I don't really love all the Western. Like the old Godzillas are the old Godzillas, and they're in their own categories. And then there's the Western Hollywood Godzillas, which are all kind of like, meh. you know, I don't think any of them have ever been like amazed by. I think the last one was like kind of okay, but nothing that you're like insane about. And then Shin Godzilla came out, and I was like, holy fucking shit, you know, this is the type of Godzilla that I'm into. But I went back and rewatched that last night because Alex tried to tell me that Shin was better than minus one. And I was like, you're fucking tripping. Oh, the reason it's called minus one is because Japan had already basically started at zero because of the World War II. So the minus one is like they're negative, you know, on the board. <clears throat> so she tried to say it was better. I'm like, you're tripping. Went back and watched it. But Shin Godzilla is like super bureaucratic. It shows this bureaucratic side of the politics and it's just got a completely different vibe. It's almost like you can tell it was made during a time where people wanted to criticize uh, local, you know, politics. Like that's what I think. Um, And Japan and Godzilla's also very, got a lot of political allegory uh, within it. So this one taking place like in literal fucking smoldering Japan, um, is super sick context for what it is. You know, if you don't, there's a lot of origin stories for Godzilla, but he represents, you know, essentially nuclear energy and Japan just being hit with nuclear bombs. Um, this threat, you know, this other threat represents something else, you know, and I guess that's for you to watch it and figure out how you feel about it, you know, but like, it's really good. It's really fucking super goddamn sick. Uh, but you have to like go into it understanding like what it is. It is a different, it's not a story just about Godzilla. You know, it is a human story, but the way that it is a, the cinematography is fucking beautiful. And then it's paced so well. And you're just on the edge the whole time. And then the ending at first, I was about to be pissed. And then the ending, you're like, yeah, it ends like a perfect Godzilla should. Because anything you know about Godzilla, you know that it's just, you know, it's never, it's never, it's never over. You know what I'm saying? It's never over. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was a fucking great movie. I mean, fantastic. Loved it. Super Japanese. You know, it's in Japanese. Should be seen. The best-looking Godzilla ever, maybe. I mean, he looks good. He looks like Omar. He's like, he got the mean eyes. I always feel so much sympathy for him. I always want Godzilla to fucking defeat everyone. I don't want the, I don't want the people to ever win against him. Ever. I'm never rooting for the people. It's always Godzilla versus everybody. And then they made Godzilla all good. You know, Japan, he turned, at first he was like a representation of really like the United States nuclear power back in the day. But then they like made him a hero and shit. Like he saved people and stuff. They changed it. But yeah. Uh, he said they're all robust. What Shin? You never seen Shin Godzilla? Go buy it. It's on Amazon right now. It's $5. Buy the Japanese version. Read the screen. You need to see it. It's sick. 
And there's so much uh, lore after it as well. The, the movie stops at a certain point at an ending, but there's artwork on the internet that you can look at that uh, goes further beyond his metamorphosis. Yeah, super sick. I mean, some of the Shin Godzilla toys are fucking sick. It's sick. And the new one, I'm telling you, man, it's good. It's good shit. So I saw that. I did not go see Napoleon like I thought I was going to because I didn't hear best reviews of it, and I was going to read the book first, I guess. So I'll probably wait for it to come out. Not much else in the entertainment department except for Alex watched The Golden Bachelor, <laughs> which was uh, no good. Did I see Flower Moon? Not yet. I saw that it just released, so I'm going to probably try and try and watch it tonight or tomorrow. <clears throat> or maybe on the flight home. So, um, but we did watch the Golden Bachelor, which was interesting. I gotta say though, when you compare Golden Bachelor to Ninety Day Fiance, uh, the Golden Bachelor is produced way better. You know, like it just streamlines through the shit, and we get through it. Let's hear the story. You know, but it was pretty stupid, <laughs> pretty ridiculous, you know, but I did find myself rooting for these old bitches. I was like, yo, that old bitch is fine, man. Take her, take that bitch home, man. Don't take that other one home. The one he picked. I'm not, I was like, you're crazy dog. You're tripping, but yeah, whatever. I don't think we watched. Oh, we watched deck the halls. That fucking movie was a piece of shit. I don't even know why we watched it. I think we've been watching so much serious stuff that I just saw it there. I was like, let's just watch this Christmas movie. It had so many plot holes. It was such just a terrible, terrible, awful, just, I don't even know, just crap. It's kind of amazing how many movies get made. Oh, we got, we've watched Dogma. That's what we watched because I bought Dogma on Blu-ray off eBay. Yeah, bought Dogma. Ugh. holdovers i don't know if i've heard of that there was a preview for this movie i didn't catch the name of it it was a japanese movie where this kid is like being accused of or his teachers being accused of abusing him or something it looked fucking emotional it's like an emotional roller coaster it's a little crude What's called Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard of that one. A lot of movies. It seems like movies are kind of coming back. It's fucking nice. Because for a while, man, I was losing faith. It's like, Jesus Christ, do we need, like, can we seriously, I mean, everyone knows how I feel about fucking Marvel and shit. But God damn, son. Something else is needed, son. Glad we're getting it. Ugh, see, I can't remember if I put wax in here and took this down. Or what? It's all sticky. I always get my hands so fucking sticky during these podcasts. Oh, God damn it. Yep, it's in there. Your hands are sticky as shit. Yeah, I got um, I got Oppenheimer, too. I haven't watched it yet since I got it, but we got it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Oppenheimer doesn't feel like it's three hours long to me. It's quick. It's paced well. Same, I mean, Godzilla's not long, but it's paced really well. It's not, I don't know, man. Just I'm just glad there's good movies, that's all. I like being entertained by things that don't make me want to fucking go crazy. You know? Everything else makes me want to go crazy. I have done such a good job this week of not paying attention to the bullshit on the internet. 
So I'm I'm doubling down. I really think it's going to be a useless platform soon. <laughs> I really do. I don't know if I don't know how we're going to cut through. Wait a second. Wait one dang second. I gotta read this. I can't read it. It's about this man dropped a more some more shit in a fucking chat. God damn this thing. I gotta clean this thing, dog. <laughs> All right. Went to watch Thanksgiving because of Tim Dillon. Then down out my girl was talking to inward while in the movies and left literally when the movie started. It was bad. Is the movie called Thanksgiving? I have so much to do here. Draw line, draw line, draw line. Uh, I sounded like one of those NPCs when I said that. Draw line, draw line, draw line. Ooh, spicy so good. That's what it sounded like. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> That's wild. I never heard of this movie, I guess, so I should check that out, A. B, <laughs> I have a joke I've been working on, and you really just set it up great. And my question is, because obviously I, you know, socially cannot read your sentence fully, but if I had an AI robot here, would he be allowed to read that sentence fully? That's going to be my question for the future. Will AI be able to say the N-word? I just need someone to answer it for me. I just want to know how we're moving forward that's just a question don't shoot the questioner <clears throat> that does suck but you know at least you found out that she was talking to other dudes before christmas you know don't ever get mad at a chick for saving you money and time because you don't you know i don't know how y'all date dude i the the fucking the computer and the algorithm and the constant bombardment has got everyone, not everyone, a lot of people, a mass majority of people, so confused, so fucking like under the spell that they have unlimited options and no one is investing fully in anybody. It's crazy. I wouldn't be, I'd be, there's no way I could date in these days. I am so lucky that I, and with someone who I love and that loves me back. Because I, dude, I couldn't do it, man. Like, people are so checked out. And I know that fucking people, even when I was dating, like when me and Alex did split, I caught some, come, one chick I hung out was like texting a dude while we were hanging out too. I was like, hey, I saw that text come through your phone. I wasn't looking at it, but you left it like sitting there. So I saw it like, just, you know, I'm going to take you home. She's like, I'm like, what do you, like, dog. What do you think this is? You know what I'm saying? But the problem is that everyone is so convinced, both sides, everyone's so convinced that it's unlimited time, unlimited people, all that shit. They don't invest in nothing. You know? Very lucky. I'm very lucky that me and Alex both went out, saw what it was, and we're like, okay, yeah, let's let's get back together. That is not that is not working out. So my advice to anyone, spend your 20s and 30s with someone building. I'm telling you. 
It is the best thing you can do. But I know it's hard because the other party could just be so distracted with stupid shit. It's like a cult. The internet is turning into a cult. And the people who like really believe the bullshit who are like lost in the sauce are essentially like cult members. You know, people who scroll TikTok and think like, oh, you know, I could I could have a new a new man or a new woman whenever I want, or oh, just because I see an an ass every day, like I'm I'm seeing ass, like real ass. Like it's it's insane. I mean, Instagram has made me pretty much hate ass. I'm just like, dog, I I don't care no more, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just it's like y'all they've ruined butt. The internet has gotten so extra it's ruined booty. That's how it's just like, okay, yeah, of course. Of course you fucking, of course your ass is out on the internet. You know, I mean, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? It's so confident. Uh, you know, I look at that and I just go, man, you, you look so confident. And same thing with the dudes with their fucking abs and shit. It's all, it's fucking insane, dog. Everybody, everybody crazy. It's crazy. We're going to be, the future's going to be nuts. I'm going to be the wildest 80 year old ever being like, I have told you so. You should have found love. Oh, yeah, Annerly's TikTok fascination. She says she spent two hours a day on TikTok. That is not okay. I'm going to start a TikTok rehab. I wasn't even talking to you about you, Annerly. I forgot about that, but because you said it, I'm putting your ass out there. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's wild. I don't know how you do one TikTok video. I don't. I was about to grab my, because I do have it, so I can check it with Castillo with his stupid, just upload these clips for the, for the, just to put my, my hat in the party. It's like, if I don't say anything, then there's nothing, there's no chance that I get my fucking wisdom to the ears of these idiots. So I got to keep fucking showing up, you know, it's all right. with great power comes great responsibility. So I got to be here, set the record straight or else people are going to be talking about how shit is good when it's not good. Taste levels are at all time low. And we you need people like me and many others around here to say no ma'am, sir. <laughs> no ma'am, sir. Not a really that'll work these days. You could throw that one out. No ma'am, sir. The non offensive way to address anyone you don't know. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> Your plan to move to Hong Kong is on the way. Is it you get that from TikTok? Does TikTok have like a fucking, a fucking, uh, a goddamn, uh, a here's how you move to TikTok, like tutorial. Every video that I've seen, like when I open that app and I see something pop up, I'm like, and I, I close, you know, ghost check my notifications or whatever, or see what Castillo posted that day. I'm like, I, the split second I see it, it doesn't drag me in ever. I'm just like, oh, this is some fucking stupid shit. It's like. People got popular somehow doing these certain videos, like motivational speech behind a dark edit <laughs> while running on the beach and, you know, just fucking with The Rock talking or David Goggins talking. And then everyone kind of copied that formula for their own shit. And so everyone just seems unauthentic. I don't fucking need a goddamn instruction manuals like spoken to me from people who don't even like themselves, you know, or don't have achievements going for themselves. The, the, the need to make the content that is so motivating. It's 
fucking nuts. You know, it's a it's an ego trap, is what it is. You know that quote where people are like, if I just if I just uh, affect one person, then I'll feel whole. Well, you've affected me. You've pissed me off. You know, you've 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 achieved. Can you please shut the fuck up with your quotes, please, please, for the love of God? Like I know, you, I know you can read. You know, but like every fucking day, who's it for? It's insanity. We live in an insane world where everyone is just, it's like we're fucking literally writing the training code for robots so that they know how to act more human. And it's what, it's like human, like robots can't pick up on the nuance of our idiocracy. So they need all this input to understand it and be like, oh, yes, humans are sympathetic to things, but they're also hypocrites. (laughs) So it's like, nuts the plan is to be rich stay at home hong kong wife remember i don't remember this i don't remember the hong kong part i don't think i don't know that china is the place that you want to move to right now i'm not i'm you know i'm no political analyst and i'm no fear monger and i say you live your life no, no matter what but i don't know if you want to move to china yet you might want to see what happens with this next election before you do that. I'm not sure. Dirty Urn's headed to Spain. So. I think they have a water drought. I'm not sure he knew that. But he's headed there. Mm. Did I ever wear the Nike, Nike Cactus Flea to strap shoes? No, I did not. They are currently on eBay right now. You should go buy them. There's a top bid of like 232. I think they're buying now at 320. So, you know, if you want them, go get them. They're just too clunky, heavy, crappy, Nike, shitty. I hate shoes. You know, we've gone full. When I came into the game, I remember, I remember Kai Somar coming up to my desk or my table at the, my desk, like we're in school, at my table at SneakerCon being like, you don't have any Nikes? I'm like, no. He's like, you only wear Adidas? I'm like, yeah. He's only boots. I'm like, yeah, I only got back into collecting because I hate what shoes became. And we're right back at it. There's, there's nothing. I look sometimes for shits and gigs. Nothing. Nothing. People have just settled. It's not because I'm 40, because there's plenty of 40-year-olds out there pretending they like the dork, Dorkenbeckers or whatever the fuck they're called. I will not feel bad for not liking this shoe. I don't care who designed it. If you put your fucking artwork on the wall, it is subject to critique. I saw some artwork from some kids in Gaza today that was fire. So you don't tell me, you know, and I don't, I'm not even joking about that. I think some of the artwork that I've seen coming out of there is as fucking crazy as it is. It Art is art. It's wild. It's wild to think about. It's wild to think about how much a fucking painting from a kid in Gaza could be worth somewhere else later. Think about that shit. And it's fucking sad and crazy, but also real. Insane. Art history is some dark shit too. It's all dark. We have a dark history in this world. <laughs> What's up, Teddy? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm ranting and raving. I guess I'm going home. What's well, North Carolina? day (laughs) 
Ugh, I can't read it. I can't read it. It doesn't matter. Um, all right, let's see. I don't think I got anything else to happen this week. It's just regular stuff. Alex has got, we got the horse, of course, you know, but it's so cold. I ain't been going out there. It's so cold at the barn. Um, yeah, we're still working on the yard. About to get that done. Uh, we are trying, it's funny, like the books thing, cause we're trying to get through all the books that are in our house. My, um, Father-in-law, mother-in-law has so many books. So we're trying to get books out of the house, sell some furniture. And that's another reason if I leave for a couple of days, Alex can get some work done because I'm not there to distract her. So that's a good, a, a nice bonus, I guess. But that's really what we're trying to do. I'm probably going to just try to work less for a little bit and, uh, try to get this done man we really both just want to get out of that house and into somewhere that feels like our own place you know i know it sounds crazy to probably some people when you look at that house like it's a really fucking nice house and it is and we're fucking so fortunate and grateful for it and you know it's uh been a lot to digest so uh but we do need to get out of it and into something else because it's just like a constant reminder of everything all the time um for me it's a constant reminder of like what <laughs> you know just happened and for alex it's a constant reminder of where she grew up and all of her parents stuff is around and it's just been like one of the hardest things for us to get through it's been every time we set a date that we're gonna have it done we don't get through it because we just can't and then something happens with one of the dogs or all this shit, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's been a real fucking challenge, man. But hopefully this garden gets done, get through the holidays. And by next, you know, by next summer, we're in a new house, you know, doing new shit where I want to build a gym, you know, at the house. So I don't have to go to the gym. I want to build a room where I can just paint. So I don't have to fucking go anywhere to paint to set anything up and just leave shit out <laughs> yeah twitch chat i only go over to twitch chat because uh it's just distributed everywhere but or not twitch chat just twitch um sorry i love when i interrupt my own stories for to read chats so add of me but yeah so we're just um we're just getting through it so we uh we got rid of Ron's car, Ron's Subaru has been at the house since the accident. And Weston, who works at the shop, who congratulations to my man, Weston, you know, he he got, he got caught riding dirty and he, he manned up and he fucking took care of it. And now he got his license back. He's, he's official. So we ended up just, having him take Ron's car so he has a fucking new whip and so now we have all this room in the fucking garage so we can start organizing getting shit out and just trying to get trying to get going man he said bro what do you weigh you're definitely exercising bro I don't know I haven't been weighing myself I've been going I've been <coughs> going to the gym like 
three times a week. Here's what's crazy. Like I never believed this would be true. You know, especially when I was younger, you know, uh, but now like being old, when I go to the gym, I fucking cannot recover. Like I used to, I am sore way faster. I'm tired way faster. It's like, it's definitely an age thing. Like I cannot move the weight that I could even five years ago or with enthusiasm, you know? And if I do, I end up getting hurt. So I've had to like really just like chill out, which I, I kind of enjoy. Like for a while I was like pushing myself to just do the same shit I was doing when I was 20 and I would burn myself out. And so now I just go like three times a week and I go whenever I, whenever I can fit it in, you know, that's it. It's just like, and then I get on my bike when I can. And if I can't get on my bike, I go for a walk. I just, you know, the dream of never even my dream, the, the programming of this, uh, you know, I grew up in the Abercrombie and Fitch era. So let's use that. The, the idea that I'm ever going to like look like an Abercrombie and Fitch model or want to is, is, should, is a file that should be deleted from my head. So, but for some reason, shit like that drives you, you know, because when you're younger, you tell yourself certain things. So I'm just now, I'm fu- I don't care if, uh, I have I don't ever plan on taking off my shirt at the beach and having women flock to me. That's not the goal. So I don't give a shit. But I also don't want to not be able to like, you know, strap into my snowboard. So <laughs> there's like a balance, you know. And when you get older, you can't even fucking play around, dude. If I fucking eat something like too much of something or just really more calories than my body really wants that day, I feel like shit. Like I can't do nothing. So you don't even get to play that game when you get older. It's a, a complete reversal. Like basically now I got to start fixing all the fucked up shit I did to my body up until this point, you know? That's basically what I got to do. Yeah, it is all about the cardio. I don't know. When I'm on my bike, I like slim up and then as soon as I get off my bike, I'm like fuck. <laughs> you know, like uh I need to cuz I I like to eat, you know. It don't matter if I'm riding or not. I want to fucking, I want to fucking eat, boy. Food is like, food and sleep are like two of the best parts about being alive. The fact that you get to eat every day, amazing. And when you, when I lay down at night and take a dab and I lay down and I get in bed and I got my dog and my lady, I'm like, man, that's so fucking sick that we get to do this every day. And then we don't even know what happens. You just go to sleep and you have all these fucking crazy ass dreams about shit and file away all the crazy shit you saw that day. That's why you got to look at the internet less. You just see too much crazy shit and can't file it all away. Just ends up giving you crazy dreams. Crazy dreams. Oh. <laughs> she said dad bought dead. That's going to be my new... My new name. Oh, speaking of which, I still don't have a fucking podcast name. I know some people are going to think that this is so, this, but this is a great insight into my creative ridiculousness. I need a name that I'm excited about. Like, I, it can't just be, I need something that makes me excited. Um, one name that I was really stuck on, which and it's not having any relevance to anybody that I was stuck on last week was Banana Arcade because I just like the way it sounds. I just want something like that. Something that sounds just, you know? banana arcade but it doesn't make any sense there is a banana arcade company somewhere on twitter they don't think they're in business anymore but all kinds of things um 
But we're still searching. When it comes, it comes. And when it does, I'll put all the episodes up. But until then, I can't do it. I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh, McDonald's is bringing back the fucking damn the Nugget Buddies, but they brought it back with that one dude. Which I can't remember his name. <clears throat> that guy that's not funny. They're <clears throat> like the worst Nugget Buddies ever. He said, the more you ride, the more you can eat, pimp. Oh, I know. Trust me, Joey. When I ride, I'm eating. The problem is, is even when I don't ride, I'm eating. That's the issue. And then when the snow gets out, I just get, dude, I get scared. I'm like terrified now. Like all the time now, I'm fucking terrified on these excursions where I could get fucked up because I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess I have many reasons to, but it's just the bike trails in Boulder are incredible and I love them. But when they're snowy and I can't get down them, I almost will opt to not ride because I don't want to be on the roads. And so I just get fucking bummed out. So, but I've been missing it. I mean, I need to get on. I need to get on. I need to find a fucking street path that I'm comfortable with. It's an excuse being a bitch. I like to make excuses sometimes. I tell myself that I'm like, oh, I'll snowboard, but been a whole damn month, man. Can't go. And they close the passes. That's what's also unfortunate about living down here. You know, when we when we had moved to Colorado, back to Colorado, I was so excited because we lived right by the mountain. And now I don't. We have to drive all the way up. So the the, the weather gets insane, dude. So it's just it's a crapshoot, dog. It's a crapshoot. Fucking, what are you gonna do? They're all first world problems. I'm checking, I'm checking Twitch. Yeah, higher levels over here just going off by himself. I'm sorry, dog. What's funny is that Twitch is the only one, uh, <laughs> the only one that makes money. <laughs> so that's pretty funny, actually. Uh, you know, I don't know what to do about that. I guess I could b- abandon YouTube completely. I don't think I can. It's the other problem. Hole in the wall podcast. That's definitely already a podcast. There's no way it's not. I had so many. I have a whole list on my phone. It's probably two or three words. It just needs to be somewhere. You know when you're like, you're like, oh, man, you listen to the Banana Arcade? And people are like, what? <laughs> it needs to be like that. It needs to be something where someone hears a name, and before they even, like, but I don't want to know what it's about. Like, what the fuck is that about? It's really about nothing, you know? It's just, it's just the name. You know, the Banana Hammock, even. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what my obsession with banana is. It's probably because I like King Kong. King Kong podcasts. But see, then people would think, oh, this is all about King Kong. That's the problem with the internet. It's all just... It's all just fucking categorized and homogenized. She said, street-level podcasts? I like street-level. It sounds... Sounds like I'm gonna review fucking streetwear, but I don't, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I would be really surprised if it wasn't one. I thought I had the, I had the best one. You ready for this one? Afraid not, but like wordplay, like afraid not, or afraid not. You know, like a knot that has been frayed. <laughs> Thanks and links. <laughs> That's funny. I like that one. <laughs> 
You know, it it matters how you say things. It's one of my favorite favorite things to say to Alex. You know, if someone says urine for a treat, you're like, oh, really? Cool. But what about you know? You could just say urine for a treat, like pee. You know, wordplay. Opposite wordplay. Oh, not links, inks, thinks and inks. No, that's too tattooy. But I think Fred not as if it's already a podcast. That's what I'm saying. I like I'll find something. I'm like, oh, I'll be on the fucking walk. I'll be like, oh, that's a good one. And then I'm like, look it up. I'm like, already a podcast. It's the rap name of the of the new millennium. So but something like that, dog. So Fred not's great. We buy out the other Fred not. You know, maybe we find out who they are. Take them out the game. Could do that. Start a podcast war. Really go down in history. Like podcasters start war that lasts years. Turn into some Tiger King shit. <laughs> Podzilla. I don't talk about Godzilla. Though. That's what I'm saying. It's hard. It's got to be so random. Plus, if you tell someone, Podzilla sounds like a company that, like, makes podcasts for people, you know, like distributes their podcasts. Like, welcome to Podzilla. We'll send your podcast all over the world for free. That's a gigantic dab because I couldn't see. Straight face podcast. Through the lens. Sounds like a news podcast. Through the lens. <sighs> Ted's day. Ted's days. I don't, yeah, I don't know, dog. Uh... Fucking wants and needs. <laughs> Food and rent. I don't fucking know. I was thinking about it. No, it's dead. We gotta charge it. Shit. <laughs> Wait, what? Straight face podcast. You said, but you might throw the gaze off with that one. I don't think so. But that's a funny way to say that. Oh god. <laughs> the internet's so funny. The ripping rant, it's not bad. Not bad. I feel like I feel like they've got to charge the rig podcast. These have these have got to exist, except for maybe charge the rig. Charge the rig, yeah. When they they make a thing that you can set this on that charges it. And when I first saw, I was like, who the fuck needs that? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess me. <laughs> what would Drake do, Ted? That's got to be the name. Yeah, yeah, Drake. Fucking Drake. I saw he was wearing nail nail polish the other day. Saw that. That was cool. That was interesting. Can't remember what else I saw in the rap world this week. I don't think much. Just Rick Ross talking to 50 Cent still, like anyone cares. Rick Ross doesn't know what uh, diabolical means. <laughs> He's it's like, I don't think... I don't think you diabolical. That's not diabolical. Like, you don't know what that, you don't know what that means. He's like me. I'm building up international wealth. That's diabolical. Like that's actually not diabolical, sir. You're not understanding. You don't get it. The love and hate cast. Lewis, you gotta Google it. There's no way. There's no way some of these aren't taken. You know what I'm saying? There's no way. The banana chamber. <laughs> I have so many. We all have banana in them this week. 
So every time you hear Rick Ross talk, you lose 150 brain cells. Yeah. Oh, that's who it was this week that was uh, coming across the for you. It wasn't. It was NBA Youngboy and all of the fucking dude. These kids are straight up morons. Like the future generation of children is beyond fucked because they listen to NBA Youngboy. I mean, oh my god, it's insane. It's like there's never been a more clear. Like, let's pump money into a ignorant fucking performance and just sell people fucking stupidity that I've ever seen in my life. And then there's, like, all these dumb kids defending it. And all I can think of is, like, is this how we were when we were kids? When we were defending, like, Blink-182? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? It's just crazy. It's so bad. And then him arguing with Joe Budden, it's just, I can't, I can't even take it seriously. Rap is also, it's devouring itself. Devouring itself. Uh, that new Fly God track I heard was okay. I thought that was good. I still haven't listened to the Andre 3000. Ski Maskers podcast. <laughs> Ink and Haze. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a smoke lounge where you can get a tap. Yeah, man. Whoever, hey, come up with that name. Uh, I got a free hoodie for you for sure. Yeah. Oh, and that speaking of which, yeah, I mean, like, because of Abner and everything that's going on, I haven't been able to drop clothes. It's also always so weird for me around the holidays. So I do have shit coming because for, A, Year of the Dragon is this next year, so I got shit coming for that, friends and family, soon. Uh, There's public stuff coming, but it'll probably be, like, after Christmas at this point, I'm sure. But, like, dude, we just can't. I honestly can't manage it all, you know? Like, I just can't, not with everything we have going on. And I don't blame anyone that doesn't want to fucking wait for me. I get it. But it's like, it's so hard. But, yeah, soon enough, it'll hit the airwaves. It's just more uh, organic this way. It's less scheduled. Just hits. But I got a basement. I mean, it's all in my basement ready to go. I just, like, fucking cannot find the time to to do it all, you know? It's wild. It's fucking wild. Free swirlies for Year of the Dragon. No. Nope. But I would, you know, I am going to try and find these new approaches to get people just to get big dragon tattoos because I don't, I don't really, you know, when you, I've been discussing this a lot with Alex, you know, it's like when I was younger, all I wanted to do was tattoo, you know, it's all I wanted to do. And it's mainly because it was an escape from, like my life, you know, like it was like the only way that I could make money as an artist, um, and keep my freedom, you know, just like to be free. And it's not that necessarily, you know, tattooing has changed so much. And and even when I first started over 20 years ago, you still had to cater to people and what they wanted. Um, and you hope that people with like similar taste levels find you and you can like really make some beautiful shit together. It doesn't always happen, but like over those 20 years, you know, you like really work at your craft and you really, you know, get good at it, hopefully. And you do the things that you want to do. So not every tattoo makes me happy. Yeah. So in this future that I imagine, I just, I'm going to be painting as a primary thing. Um, 
it's my art output. And then the tattoos that I'm going to take are just literally just going to be the people who are very serious about getting a big dragon or, or whatever, something that I like or that fits in all this stuff that I'm creating or whatever, drawing, painting, blah, blah, blah. And I also know that like economically we're moving into like a different fucking time where people just don't have the extra money. I mean, people, you can talk to any tattoo shop in the world pretty much right now. And they're all slow. I mean, if you if you wanted a tattoo deal right now, now would be the time. I mean, most of them are slow. It's a luxury. People don't have the money for it. So with all of that, it's like, it's definitely time for me to focus more on just like physical art and bring the the people in that I want and charge those people according to what they can really afford. It's never like, everybody's like, what is it an hour? What is like all this stress? It's kind of like, look, man, just come in with a budget. Just come in and be like, this is, I got a budget. This is what I can spend on this. And I'm figure it out. Cause I'd rather leave this world putting sick fucking tattoos on people instead of them finding some shit on Pinterest and just getting it because that's like what they think they need to do. So you can come in and get this tattoo education that you don't get, you don't understand. You know, if I see another chick with like the phases of the moon on her somewhere, I'm just going to like, dude, like what the, like, what are we doing? It gives you power, you know, like I'm going to get my, my back's not done yet. I'm waiting to get a dragon on my back and I know it's going to change my life. I know as soon as I have it on my, my back, I'm going to feel completely different. I just got to wait till I'm at the right place. We're going to have someone do it. It would be sick to get one of these fools good enough just to do it. That would be rewarding. You know, I already got a front they need to finish. So I don't know why I went on that rant, but I liked it. So you said, I want to get my first tattoo so bad, but I'm too indecisive, man. You just go with the fucking shit that has been around forever. You go with that real shit. That's why Japanese is so powerful. And traditional is powerful too, but it's like, <clears throat> for me, I like traditional tattooing. I love it. And don't get me wrong. I love all that stuff. But it doesn't speak, it doesn't have the power that Japanese has. Like, at all. At all. You put a fucking goddamn, like, big dragon on a motherfucker. You can put a big dragon on a dude's back at 20 years old, and at 60, he's not going to be like, I regret that. As long as it's done proper, you know, it's just not, it's not happening. It's too powerful. And it'll change the dude's mind. It'll change the dude's life. You show up with a, like, and showing up with like concisive full tattoos, like you show up with a full dragon sleeve. You look like a person who knows how to make fucking decisions and plan shit out and not be irrational. These people come in with all this shit patchworked all over them in another rush trying to get tattooed. And I'm just like, I don't even want to be involved in this. I don't even want to be anywhere near this transaction. You know, like I spend day in day out drawing these things. Just let's just fucking do it. <laughs> Why it's only a dragon all the time. Cause dragons are the best. It's not only a dragon, but dragons are the go-to. I'm going to do whatever. Panther, dragon, snake, whatever. <clears throat> Eagle, uh, fish, warrior, ghost, demon, gods. I mean, whatever. But dragons are the, I mean, dragon is everything. Dragon is the universe. It's everything, dog. Needs it. You need it. Dragon, tiger, all that. All the time. Power animals. Things that can help you in life. You look down at your arm, you see mountains. The fuck? Like, who cares? 
And it's just like mountains and trees and words and all this stuff. It's like, I get it. I have words. I mean, I get it. But if I could go back full, I'd get like a nine dragon bodysuit. I wouldn't get a single tattoo as a young person. And I would just get a nine dragon bodysuit or some crazy shit. That's what I'd do. So if you don't have any tattoos, you have that opportunity. You just got to find the right person. Just getting harder. But I think I started that because I'm like, I got to figure out how to market to the right people, you know, because I got Weston and Eric to do the walk-ins and the stuff that the Pinterest stuff. But now we got to get the, we got to get the dragon clan together. As I see in the chat. <coughs> Seen the chrome dragon. That's right. I'm always chasing the dragon. Painted a dragon last week. I just want to be painting them and drawing them. And I don't know, man, they make me happy. I like them. All right, what else we got? Because I'm about to get out of here. Because I don't like it when I go past an hour and a half. It's too long. It's ridiculous. So if anyone's got anything they want me to touch on, put it up in that chat, and I'll try to think of something else. I don't know. I can't think of anything else that happened this week. Oh, I didn't talk about the Lorenzo drop. That was a good one. It looks pretty bad. The fear of God drop. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. I don't know. It was like, how many years have we been waiting wait on that? Just as long as the fucking, uh, just as long as the Cybertruck. It's crazy. It's just a bunch of plain bullshit. It's just, I mean, whatever. Everybody, I mean... Congratulations to Adidas and Jerry Lorenzo for their collaboration. It's very interesting. It's very stupid. It's bad. It's awful. That's what sucks. You know what I mean? It's like there's no creativity in anything. You know? And it's getting harder and harder for like small dudes to make shit. So it's just like, like, dude, it's so hard to get shit made now. I know I've said it over and I feel like a little bitch every time I say it because some people still crush it but at what cost I, I can't lose my sanity as well because I also have like real life happening <clears throat> Um, is there a day that I'm always at the shop I'm usually here Wednesday through Sunday there's just some days I'm not I just sometimes I cut out earlier I'm here late but I'm usually at least here but you can always call oh yeah the Grand Theft Auto trailer I did see that I guess it looks good. I mean, it's Grand Theft Auto. It's going to be fun. It's going to ruin society completely. I mean, these kids are fucked. I'm sorry to say. Hey, well, not just the kids. All of us. We're all fucked. We're all fucked. I like the kids being like, it doesn't come out till 2025. Why the fuck? The fuck? <laughs> I had to joke. I was going to tweet it today, but I didn't want the flag. I was, was going to say. Man, Grand Theft Auto might not come out till 2025, but look at the bright side. It gives you a whole year to get a life. <laughs> but I figured it wouldn't go over too well. Sig asked when posted more vlogs. Yeah, you just you missed it. I'm headed back to North Carolina on Friday. So we'll get a <coughs> It's going to be a homecoming vlog, dog. Should have made the main character trans. What are you talking about? In what? 
<coughs> what was that? All? What were we talking about? <coughs> oh, my chest. Yeah, we're going back. We're going to see Mama. We're going to see Mama. Oh, GTA 6. Oh, main character trans. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably... I mean, I bet you you can probably do whatever you want with your genitals in Grand Theft Auto 6. <coughs> I'm sure there will be many changes that could be made. Dog, let's just... Reedsville, North Carolina is where we're going. Well, Greensboro is where my mom lives. Reesville is where I live. Or where I grew up. Fucking. We got Carmella's Pizza. We got Reed's House. We got Short Sugars. We got Sanitary Cafe. We got the Family Diner, which I don't think is there anymore, but it changed into something else. There's Stamies, which is down the road. There's Cookout. There's Pete's Burgers and more. There's PG's Chicken and Biscuits. I mean, this is just off the top of my fucking head from 20 years ago. <coughs> it's insanity. I can't wait. I'm going to fucking eat. I'm going to definitely find a gym. Or maybe I just walk a lot. That's what I'll do. Yeah, the dad. So, yeah, should, uh, where, where's the question? I saw Any suggestions for beginner dab rigs? Dude, uh, M Competition has given you the best advice. Just skip to the Puffco Peak. Pro. He's right. With a 3D XL chamber. <clears throat> he says everything else tastes like trash, and he's wasted thousands on glass. Yep. We're in the same boat. I mean, I never thought I'd believe it, <clears throat> but we're in the same boat. I tried to switch back to glass this week because... I was cleaning the, the fucking puffco at the house and I just like took some dabs and I was like, this is too much work. I'm now a puffco affiliate. Not really, but in my mind. And they even have the the little ones, like the little fucking Sherlock Holmes pipe. That's even kind of sick. I was thinking about grabbing one of those to travel with, even though I don't need it. So I probably won't. I'll probably just take this with me. Because that'll be easy. <clears throat> nah, Israel, I'm flying straight into Greensboro, dog. Straight flight to Greensboro, baby. Booked it on points. Flying first class. Can't fucking wait. Actually, I can't because I don't want to fly with the people who are going to be crazy. But it's okay. I'm a sacrifice. Can't believe I ever was able to do this shit like every fucking week. Yeah, direct to Greensboro. Can you believe that? I could not fucking believe it. <clears throat> That was like one of the main, I was like, direct? Greensboro? Okay. Yeah, it's fucking sick. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, how many people fly from Greensboro to Denver every day? <laughs> Makes no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, it's it's crazy. I, I'm, I feel like I'm flying for like the first time. <laughs> I'm like, uh, probably just like, Making it bigger in my head. Because when I flew after COVID, it was just so fucking annoying. So I got the, ooh, banana secrets. Hey, Lester, we might be on to something, buddy. Hold on a second. Hold on. (coughs) 
<laughs> Dog. Well, first off, I want to say that there's an hour-long video called The Shocking and Shady Past of Bananas, which I will be watching probably tomorrow now. Secondly, there is a, looks like there's a cookbook called Banana Secrets on iHeartRadio. Or that's just the name of one recipe. Hey, man. Banana Secrets might be the start of something beautiful. I like it. I do also like Banana Arcade, so I don't know. But we, uh, I'm going to throw it in there. I'll throw it in the hat. <clears throat> yeah, you said, let me check my flight, dude. Just to, let me double check, because I swear... Try and fucking book it to the wrong place. Yeah. Denver to Greensboro. That's it. Straight flight. Three hours. <clears throat> Four hours back. <clears throat> What's the story behind the sorry piece? Well... <clears throat> I don't remember. I I started drawing them. I'm pretty sure I started drawing them in Japan. I have the first sketch, which is on Japanese paper. So that's what makes me think that. But I always think, I always think it's funny when people ask for portraits and tattooing, and I don't do them. So I just drew that as a portrait. Like like here you want a portrait? Like here you go. And then like here sorry. And then I also, my first graffiti name was Sorry. I spelled it S-O-R-E because I didn't, at the time, want to write two R's. And I didn't like the way S-O-R-Y looked for whatever reason. I didn't want to do a Y, probably. So, it's kind of a culmination of things. And then now, it's just this thing I made. I made one time. And I've sold one other. Uh, someone hit me up from this podcast and bought one. And... Recently, I've been making some small ones for people uh, when things are fucking not correct. And then I actually, funny enough, was thinking about making some for friends and family um, because then it would be like small originals because, yeah, they're cool. And it's something I can do quick and it's, uh you know, like my thing or whatever. So Yeah, I haven't done a shirt of it yet. So maybe. Shirts are fucking... Oh, that shirt would actually be easy because it's one fucking color. That's the problem. I got to, like, chill on the fucking full-on graphics. People ain't, uh... People people ain't got the goddamn disposable income, man. It's just the way it is. Can't bother. I got to figure out a way to make shit more affordable or something. I don't know. <clears throat> That's why I was selling digital clothes. <laughs> That's why Shang Tsung gets an outfit. Shots fired! Shots fired! Am I going to make more skate decks? Yes. I did not get a deck in in time for the holidays, so I wasn't able to make one. But yeah, I was thinking the next one was going to be a tiger. So, I'm going to do that. I'm really, dude, I'm really trying. I swear, I try to regroup everything, but it life is fucking insane. I mean, I will be saying it until it's not. And... You can pretty much like guarantee that as long as we're in this home, <laughs> things are kind of crazy. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll put one out. We'll get it. 
Yeah, Cody, some people love the basic shit. And then some people are like, hey, I need a whole story. And then I just drive myself crazy because I'm nuts. I'm literally nuts. And I try to curb it and not be. But it's like the nuts is what drives me as well. It's like if I if I didn't feel insane about the stuff or if I like <clears throat> didn't finish painting or drawing and like feel so deeply fucking unsatisfied <laughs> at the end, then I wouldn't want to do it again. So there's like this, it's like the weirdest ride. The most fun part of a painting is like the sketch. And then as soon as it starts getting tightened, tightened up, I start to fucking get bummed out. And then the cleaner it gets and then like the more, uh, structured it gets, the more I get kind of just like sadder. And when I'm finished, I'm just like so bummed. I'm like, fuck. And then I got to start doing. So, but I think that's the point. I don't think that's ever going to stop. And the same thing happens with the shirts. I sit down with the shirts and I'm like, I got to do something. Like I really wanted to drop more the algorithm is your enemy shirts because I feel like it's just so timely. But all the ideas end up being crazy. Um, uh, Peak Pro, dog. Go with that Peak Pro. Camera focus on point. Hell yeah. Shout out to the S. The S is coming with me to North Carolina. We're going to take the S and we're going to take the Leica and we're going to fucking take probably some DJI stuff. And it's going to be fucking cool. <laughs> Banana sore <laughs> or banana. Sorry. Sorry, bananas. Sorry. Sorry. We're bananas. Sorry. But I don't know. The banana apology podcast. You just copped the Osmo Pocket 3. How you like it? Did you get it already? I haven't used mine as much. I got to fuck with it more because the fucking face tracking be driving me nuts sometimes. I think you can make it stick to one side, though, so it frames you out. Okay, you come tomorrow. You'll like it for sure. I got to fucking play with it more. I'm at the... I'm a... I'm a victim of <laughs> too much stuff because I have so many fucking cameras and lenses that now I just, I can't make the decision of what to use. So I think we're probably going to get to a point where I minimize what, what I have. Cause I even like, even take it like, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to take my R five with me. <clears throat> I'd rather take the S I'm like, well, that, well, that, that tells you something right there, you know? Well, I don't know. I feel fucking spoiled and guilty, and I don't like having all this stuff sometimes. <laughs> well, I like having it, but I don't want it to go to waste. So I just get so used to just getting rid of shit. It's like with the shoes. Like, oh, these are not getting worn. They got to go. They got to go. They got to go, man. I don't want shit wasted. Love for Miami. Hell yeah, dog. Come on out here, dog, whenever you're ready. Man, Miami's got such good food. Go have some good food for me, bro. Y'all got the best food. I got food poisoning there, but still. I got the best. It's the best around. He said, why the shades on podcasts only? I don't know. It makes it honestly easier to fucking, like, like, look around and check things without like I don't know it's just easier 
and I don't wear glasses that often, um, like in real life, I guess. I mean, I do when it's sunny, but yeah, I just like it. And sometimes, uh, putting on glasses, I think, or just any type of like thing helps you get into like, not necessarily character. I'm not playing a character, but it just helps you put a barrier between what you're doing and reality. You know, it's like you no matter how you cut it, I'm coming in and talking to like people on the internet and the camera. But for me, it's just a camera. So if you put something like between that, I feel like there's a way of, you feel like a separate entity in some way. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. You said you took four, four cameras camping. The Osmo would replace three crazy. Yeah. The Osmo I mean for running gun and like vlogging and like, like for the airport and shit, it seems like it's going to be great. I definitely, I mean, the cinematic feel of like the S, and of course, Matt, you know, with your FX, uh, is like unmatched. You know, it's interesting how these cameras are are moving. You know, it's like it's really nice for, um, it's getting so good and easy and crispy for the modern consumer, and then the cinematic. You really just have to get artsy with it with the other cameras but i mean mean, the quality on the fucking cameras is amazing but i also realized that i don't like i mean i'll shoot like 120 frames per second in slow-mo or something or 60 frames but i shoot mostly in 24 so i'm always like i'm always like why do i care when they announce something that's you know 120 you know whatever whatever like what do i give a fuck I always get hyped up on the numbers. I'm like, oh shit, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. oh damn. I'm like, I don't even need that. Oh. <clears throat> What's one thing I learned in Japan that you still carry with me today? There's a lot. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, most of what I came out of Japan with was like, like I love Japan. Um, when I was there for a longer period of time, it's what really got me into studying the world wars. Cause you just kind of like look around and you like look at what's happening and you're just like, okay. And, uh, so then you just start to like really look at things. And I think, I guess at the end of my trips there, I just really realized what world I live in, <laughs> you know, like I it just really, you know, going to Hiroshima, Hiroshima, uh, going to that museum, going all around Japan. It's like had been rebuilt parts that were like newer and older and, you know, all this shit and like being an American, not really caring that, you know, before that or whatever, not really caring that so much that I'm an American, but also understanding the cultural differences and living within them and appreciating what the good things about home, you know, versus like, I don't wish that I was from Japan. It's not exactly the most expressive place as much as we love as tourists to, uh, appreciate all their culture. Like living in it would be a much different story. (laughs) Like most Westerners would not be able to handle it. I wouldn't. I freaked out there many times. You know, being like, I can't fucking handle it. You know, like I cannot handle being in a different, you like really lose sight of being 
you know, your own person and home. Like you're so far from home and you're on an island where people don't really like love you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, and then just the consumerism too. I got really just like Japan was just so like everyone worked so hard and, but everyone, not everyone was, was dripped out, but a lot of, a lot of it was a lot of like designer shit and it was everywhere and it really broke the idea of limited anything for me when I was walking around. I was like, you know, limited is just such a fucking farce. You know, it's like, where do you draw the line at limited? Everything is fucking limited, you know? But, um, so there's parts of Japan that made me sad, but then there's parts that made me happy. That's like such a fucking amazing place. Like it's beautiful. It's got, you know, uh, an amazing infrastructure, like, so much cool history, just a way cooler, you know, as far as like religious, uh, type, you know, if they were like two comic books versus the Bible versus like Asian religion, I'm like Asian religion, way cooler. I got way cooler stuff going on. You know, their art history is cooler. When you look into people like Yoshitoshi and Kuniyoshi and Kiyosai, like all that shit is like so fucking cool. Um, the history is crazy. I mean, even when you do look in, when you can get past the atrocities of war, like really listen and read and stuff. I mean, it's insane. The cultural differences and the, how everybody played their hands during those times is insane. And the shit that Japan did was fucking insane. And the shit that we did is insane. It's, it's, it's wild, man. It's wild to be sitting here in a chair talking about it through a microphone on the internet. Uh, comfortable, you know, I just blows my mind. Oh, I learned a lot in Japan. I have not played Starfield. I have not. It doesn't seem like my kind of game, but I haven't looked into it. I haven't, the computer, the big computer is probably going to Castillo. We're trying to get Castillo to cut these clips for me because I do not have time. Castillo is also working on his stuff. And this computer here hasn't been updated in a long time since I got it pretty much. And, you know, Castillo's got a kid. He's been helping me do all this shit. And, you know, if I fucking drop dead tomorrow, Alex would know to give it to him anyway. So I might as well let him get his shit on on the old CPU. So he's probably going to take this. And that's probably gonna be what that is. So I, I won't be doing, because I don't really play the PC games. It's just not for me. I barely enjoy the PS5. I love fucking people up in Mortal Kombat. Some people fuck me up with their combos. I get it. But man, I be fucking them up with my my method. My my custom made combos. He said just go with Banana Arcade. Yeah, I like Banana Arcade. <laughs> One is limited. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, I am the uppercut king, you know. So my uppercut timing is there. Uppercut jump kick. When someone's running a combo on you, they're like, because when you learn the combos in the tutorial or whatever, like, I get it. I understand that they're cool and you can trap someone up. But if you break their fucking cycle of understanding, they, like, literally, if you just jump up and down, like, six times, like, people are like, what the fuck is going on? And most of the time, you can trick them and you can get them. But... Jordan, you haven't seen any posts from me. Man, we've been on every week. This is the, the cock-blocking internet haters. Every week, 
We got the live, got the clips hitting. I post sometimes, but I try to stay off the internet as much as possible. Just fucking living, dog. Banana uppercut. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. He said the uppercut is the most OP move. Fuck that. The most OP move is the fucking Omni Man and goddamn fucking Johnny Cage and fucking whatever that other dude's name is. Raiden. Them dudes are so goddamn overpowered. Especially Omni Man. Jesus Christ. I'm not usually wanting to complain about video game OPing, but jeez. Jeez. It's crazy. Anyway, I've been doing this shit for a long time now, so we got to go. I said I was going to go two hours, and I just went on for two, almost two hours. So I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to head home. Um, I'll be back next week, and I'll have already gone to North Carolina, so we'll see. I'm sure I'll be able to get live on Tuesday. I don't think it'll be a problem. Maybe I'll get live, and then I'll drop the vlog. Maybe I'll drop the vlog and then go live. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. We're going to find out. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.